morning, good morning, good morning. I am E5 Bayo. Yes, you're getting back to back because I have four days of bliss. Let me tell you. But before, let me greet y'all. Welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. Get a seat, cop a squat, get a pillow, a chair, a blanket. Hell, sit right here on the soup next to me. Get you something cold, a drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some juice. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. Let me tell you. So, back to back. <laughs> I get to New York on Thursday. Thursday afternoon around about 12. I get to my god sister house, right? And I thank her for uh, allowing me to camp in her space, right? So my son, I hit my son up and I was like, hey, so I'm in New York. He said, good, come to my job. Well, my son is a director for after school program. And I was like, oh man, okay, I'm on my way. He said, you could be the special judge for our talent show. I said, what? He said, yeah, you the new guest judge, right? Because this is the last one, so you are, you a guest, and you you get to judge the talent show. So when I got there, they were all on their way to uh, have their lunch, right? Or they snack, right? I forget it's summer school ain't even start. It's summer school. So I'm sitting at this table with these phenomenal fucking kids. Yeah, I curse y'all. These phenomenal kids, and they're talking about school. And we're having this great conversation. And mind you, adults are coming to say hi. You're Daquan's mom. Oh, my God. Daquan looks just like you. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, okay, okay. But these kids is what grabbed my attention. Me growing up, right, we had peer pressure. We, we had a lot. We had a lot to do. And it warmed my heart. And it made me see that, yo, some of us, we understood the assignment. And these kids don't underestimate them because they know more than what you think you know, for real. And they build a family amongst their own. And I love that for them. So let me start. I'm sitting at the table, and this young man and this brother sat. You know, you had a, a brother, a young man, and his little brother, you had the sister there. And we were talking. And we was talking about life and school and how it is now and the tables. See, I come from an era where the tables was long, white. You got the little bench. They got round and individual chairs and stuff. So I said, well, how do y'all feel about it? And it was like, oh, these are new, but it's okay. It's okay. I said, what about the beat? You know, we still making the tables. They was like, nah, we don't do that. And I was like, what? Oh, God. Like, that was lunch for us to bang and make a beatbox. And you either smoke a word or you rhyme or you start being a politician and start talking. But you got the beat behind you. It's the beat that made it. And they was like, no, we don't do that. And I was like, wow. So we started talking about peer pressure and, you know, the role of a child today. So I asked one of the young brothers, I said, hey, what do you do when a young person comes up to you and they're going through problems and stuff? He said, well, if they're a Christian like me, I'm going to pray with them. Wait, what? Back in the day, if you said you was a Christian, you'll get beat up. You, you was definitely... The target of the day. You gonna get snapped on, you're gonna get beat up the whole night. For this young man to be in a grade that wasn't junior high, that wasn't um, you know, college, and not be afraid of what he believed in was phenomenal to me. And the way he spoke, 
He said, nah, my mom's in them. They, they raised a good kid. To have that self-assurance, man, I was blown away. I, for real. They they became my, my number one. Like, yo, I said, yo, I'm going to talk about y'all on my, on my page. He said, for real? I was like, yeah, man. Like, yo, we, we are quick to show all the things that kids do that are fucked up. We have yet to highlight the ones that are really knowing who they are, that are grateful. So then I said, well, what made y'all different than the kids that smoke weed, that get out there, that, you know, want to get out there and sell drugs and, you know, be popular? I'm going to sum it up for you what they said in other words. The choices we make today reflect our future of tomorrow. That, that took me, in other words. Like, they was like, why? Why, why do we need to do all that? Like, we want to be kids. We want to have fun. We, we don't need all of that. We got enough with our programs, our classes, all of that. And we, we got each other, you know? So why add on to it? And I'm like, yo, y'all kids are fucking phenomenal, man. And the resources that they have at their fingertips now, we didn't have that coming up. We didn't, we didn't have, we had, well, you could go to your guidance counselor and nine times out of 10, they want you to fuck out their office and out their face. They didn't really care. They didn't. You know, the lunch ladies and let me throw the food on your plate and gave you the goddamn tray and that's it. Go about your business. Right? But you have those few teachers that cared, that cared, but most of their hands were tied because politics. So we didn't have all of those things. Now we did have which, you know, very few they have now, but they are bringing it back. Well, we taught you how to be an entrepreneur. We had shop class, you know, how to cook, you know, home economics, things like that. But they took that out after a while, you know, because now you're, you're, you're equipping these children on how to better become upstanding adults, and they ain't want that, not for people of color anyway. So here it is. Now you have the art, you know, program where they learn how to, silk scream and make their own shirts and you know get creative think outside the box you have the mentorship program you have all these different resources at your fingertips and they help you help yourself even if you have problems at home there's resources well growing up for us they just called bcw and shit you out the house that's it and sometimes teachers will overlook it you have girls coming in that's being abused sexually molested the whole night the teachers will look and be like because the father's a drug dealer or they stay in a crew or something and motherfuckers didn't want those problems so they shut up and the kids would suffer that's not this this day nah all hands on deck we're gonna help raise this kid and we're gonna stay active in their life amazing amazing Amazing. So then I looked over and you had the big brother and little brother. I said, and you already knew. Because you got to be either a big brother or little brother to see it. And he's sitting there and I'm like, oh, I know that feeling. I said, I was the youngest in school and my brothers and my sisters were all in there. So I get that. Like they drag you around all their friends. You really don't want to be there. And you're living in the shadow. I said, I get it. I said, but you'll have your day. And lo and behold, today, that Thursday was his day. His little brother got up there and performed and did it. Shout out to the little brother for, for saying, hey, I'm your little brother, but I also have my own journey and my own life, and I, I like the things I like to do. And what was cool was all his friends and all of them came out to support little brother. Then, growing up, you had cliques. You had the cool kids, this kid, that kid. If you spoke Spanish, you stayed over there. If you spoke Haitian, you stayed over there. Not in this day and age. 
We all come together. We all under this building. There was no, you only sit at this table and you can't. Man, everybody was roaming around at each other's tables. It's like, nah, we don't have that. So I asked him, I said, well, back then it was the bullying. What's, it was like social media. Like, we think, right? Because we're missing the concept here. We think that, because we only show, see, media, you got to be, because uh, they, they play on your mental, right? Because if they show it, it got to be believable. But you'd be amazed on how many kids don't even fuck with social media. For real. That's adults now. They Y'all don't have no friends. Y'all forgot that it's outside. These kids, y'all be showing kids, oh, that's all they do is on their, their laptop. No. These kids be outside. These kids be in books. These kids go and have fun. They sit around. They create shit. Adults that are boring, that don't have really too much going on for themselves, they the ones that do all those fucking challenges. But you don't get recognized being an adult. And once you're over 40, ain't nobody give a fuck what you do. So they blame it on a few handful of kids that are doing that. But majority of these kids, they got shit to do. They, they, are, they are learning about politics and they're learning about uh, money and financial literacy and how to start their own companies and maintain them. Yo, these kids are phenomenal. Shout out to 217 and uh, Forest Hills program because, yo, these kids are fucking phenomenal. And when I tell you, it warmed my heart because... They did everything that they they was going back. They did all the years. So I caught the year of the 90s. And I looked at my son and said, how do you feel watching your era be portrayed on stage? They was talking about Game Boys. I said, remember you used to have a Game Boy? They was talking about how kids went outside. I said, remember. And Jaquan is sitting there. He's laughing like, wow. I said, yeah, you're old kid. You know? But it was amazing to see these children learn about what happened in the 90s. Now, for you, you'll think, well, the 90s is not that long. But to them, it was a lifetime ago. You know what I'm saying? And they played the music of the 90s, man. But they had one crew that I had to give it to. Because the concept was of the 90s. And in the 90s, kids were outside. Kids were playing. Kids were... Just, uh, man, they, they creativity of the airbrush and their clothes and the sneakers and all of that. And this chick had her kids doing that. And majority of everything they was doing was outside. And I was like, yo, they got to win because they understood the concept. But the big brother, little brother, they did the Power Rangers and stuff. And I was like, yo, they did it. So if they weren't the one, they definitely was going to be the next one in. But shout out to everyone that did their thing. Because it was, it was amazing. The creativity that these kids show and the conversations that they have lets me know that in another year and a half, I'll be retired and I don't have to worry because we understood the assignment. I'm not going to focus on all that. And yeah, some kids are going to need a little bit more help than everybody else. I get that. But they peers are there for them waiting in the wind. All they got to do is ask for help and be consistent with the healing and helping. We all have families and things that we might have to battle every day, but it's so much good when you have your people standing on the side of you, cheering you and helping you along the way. And I saw that, that Thursday when I got there. Man, it was amazing. I was grateful to be a part of it. Shout out to all those kids. Man, Daquan and y'all, your staff. And what was cool is, see, growing up in the back of every person that was in authority had staff. On the back of each one of their shirts, they had role models. That alone let me know that 
Yo, we did good. We did good. And it was amazing. Where you help a child, not hurt them, not criticize them, not micromanage them. Nah, I gave you the tools. I need you to fly. And when I tell you these kids are soaring, and they ain't even reached their full potential yet. So I know they're going to be outstanding. They're going to be amazing. They're gonna, they are necessary. See, some of them did pick up the map and the candle and say, yo, I got it. They are going to go where we can only imagine and dream. But we planted those seeds. We may not be there to see the tree grow, but they will. We did the necessary things we needed to do by being an example, by putting the rule book in. Not all kids need to know that, you know, uh, material things make you important. These kids, nah, your mind, investing in yourself, learning another language, being a part of, I don't need to miss a day. You know, and I, 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 while I was sharing with them and stuff, I'm like, yo, y'all got it. Because, you know, we quick, oh, I ain't going in, I ain't going to school. But you miss those days. And they're taking full advantage of everything. And then it was a sister, she was sick, and she came back. Man, when I tell you they welcomed her, you thought she was the president walking in. And I was like, okay, what? And they was like, nah, you know, she was sick, but she's back. And it was like, yo, welcome back. And they was hugging her and everything. And I was like, damn, if I had all out of school, man, I'd have been to school every goddamn day. Like, it's nothing but love here. And, yo, we need that. And I needed that reminder to say, like I tell y'all, man, Muhammad can be great up in the mountains. But you see the realness when you're amongst the people. I get mad at my son. Sometimes I want to bust him upside the head, not even going to lie. But to know that he is going where I left off and those that came before me is amazing. See, what people didn't know was I worked for Forest Hills Community House when my son was seven years old. I was a case manager for homeless families. That's where I stopped off at. But my son took it a step further to be a director for an after-school program to deal with kids as well as their families. And the lady looked and said, for real? I said, yeah, I used to work at Forest Hills. They called was seven. Look how it just goes like a heartbeat. And I inspired people. Now he's inspiring people. And the people also inspired me. And what was even more amazing, a good friend of mine, God bless the dad, she used to live upstairs from me. And her son would always, he was younger than Daquan and him. And he used to be at the window and be like, can Daquan come out and play ball with me? And him and Terrell would go out there and play with him. And now he is helping and guiding not her son, but her grandson. His mom passed away. God bless Felicia, man, because she was really cool. Cool young sister. You know, we would sit outside. She'd have her kids out there and stuff. And then she would go upstairs. She never, Felicia never sat out like late at night to get in a mess. That's why she was a good girl, you know. And God bless her. Because when I saw her grandson, my son didn't even tell me that was her grandson. I said, yo, you look just like your grandmother. He smiled. Like, I remember her, you know. And I'm like, wow, how do you feel? And my son was like, yo, I feel good. I was like, that's a blessing. That is a blessing to be impactful in someone's life and to see how far they've come and to look how far you've come. Take that and own it and own it. 
Walk in your truth and know who you are. Know your self-worth. Because these kids got some of y'all fucking adults beat beyond. They definitely understood the assignment. So, man, I, I was blown away. I love those kids. I was like, yo, I, I, the other one I told them, I said, if you don't grow up to be the president or in some politics, I swear I'm going to come back from the afterlife and get you. He said, no, ma'am. He said, I know what I want. When I tell you my homeboy was speaking, I said, yo, he was like, nah, usually I'm the MC of everything. I'm not mad at you. Like, yo, my brother had it down packed. Shout out to the, I, that's why I, I call him. I said, I asked him, I said, how's the president? He was like, he's good. That's the president right there. Like, he's the president. That's the president. It's an El Presidente. And his crew, little brother, big brother. Those are my scientists. Those are my people. They, they're creating things. And for my sister, let me tell y'all about homegirl. She said, I'll take care of me first. She said, I don't mind doing group projects and things like that. She said, but well, I'm going to make sure I do my part. And I'm going to do my part well. When I was growing up, young girls didn't have that self-esteem. They didn't have that confidence. Very few. And when I say very few, two or three out of maybe 50. We so busy worrying about what everybody else doing. Here's a young sister that even her mom taught her to build in that confidence, to know your self-worth. She don't need to put on a lace front and fucking eyelashes so she can try to get with the boys and be all of that. Homegirl is comfortable in her skin. And for somebody to know her, you got to know her mind before you even waste her fucking time. And when I tell you Shorty had it figured out, shout out to her, I don't know her name. But I remember her face and I love the energy that she gave. Amazing, phenomenal. When I tell you these kids were all of them, every single one of them. And then you have the ones that are leading their own pack, so to speak. Let me just say that in a very kind way. But they know that if there's help or if, I, if I'm going too far down the road, I know where I can come with no judgment. And they're going to help me. As well as kind of put me back, you know, with a little discipline. But they let me figure it out. And I love that for them. Because, yo, they all were there. All of them. Even the ones that go too, a little bit too far left. Every role model that was in there, they don't criticize. They don't embarrass. They say, oh, we all make mistakes. That's how you bounce back. Shout out once again to 217 Forest Hills Summer Program, the director of Daquan Mashburn, and all the role models that are there, and the brother that knew the Bay family, Yo, I love it when you come from your own community and you're reaching back to help those to navigate through this world. Man, shout out because they understood the assignment. And the, the program was great. Amazing. Everybody did a great thing. And El Presidente, yo, I, I really love you, man. Yo, your moms and them, they did their thing, man. And... Never, never dim your light because of someone else. And he, he's a Christian. And y'all know, I, I'm, I'm going to giggle at everybody. But at the end of the day, my man, a young man that is standing in his truth and not dimming his light for his belief. If you don't believe it, that's on you. Respect that. But I'm not going against what I believe. 
And yo, I love that. And they instill that in them. Be you. Be your authentic self. So, shout out to them. Then, let's little fast forward. I go to Brooklyn to see the Jay-Z exhibit at the Brooklyn Library. Now, it's been brought to my attention that some people don't like Jay-Z. And that's your right. I give that. It's been brought to my attention. Oh, Jay-Z stole Biggie's lyrics. And Jay-Z is a copy of Tupac. I don't know all that. But what I do know is that a man from Mossy Projects, Hood, got out of it and did great, phenomenal things. Helping people, educating himself. Where the president, Barack Obama, gave a beautiful speech about Jay-Z. Where he was inducted in the fame, the Hall of Fame. But what I really love the most is that the library, a public library, took all of his lyrics and all his words and put it all over the walls so you can read them. And when you go in and apply for a library guard, you get one of his albums, The Black Card. It's still a library. And the, the thought process that they came up with is phenomenal. Because you have a lot of people that don't read. You have a lot of people that, you know, don't even own a library card. But they do now. And books are being borrowed at a phenomenal number now. And while I was walking in, there was these kids with their generations of, I believe it was like four generations. And it, it inspired them. And we have this, this lame-ass fucking saying, oh, we don't support our own. Well, Brooklyn stepped up and showed out for their brother of Marcy Project, for their brother that came and did some phenomenal things. Nancy Sinatra, fake Sinatra's wife, wrote a beautiful letter of thinking Jay-Z. All exhibits of all the places he traveled and all the shows he did and the words that he inspired others to do were all right there documented, being shown for little kids of all colors, Spanish, black, white, all race, all ethnic backgrounds to get to see that you don't need to allow your environment to dictate your future. So while I was down there, you know, this person was sitting there saying, oh, well, Jay-Z is phony. I don't, and that's your right. And I, I believe, hey, we all have a right to our opinion. But it's always the empty car that makes the most noise. I have a strong belief and I'm always stand for it. Show me what you're doing. What are you doing to inspire others where their lives are being impacted, where they are showing the transformation? See, we have this thing that people don't support each other. That's bullshit. You'll be amazed on who's out there holding the flag and the banner for you as you go and travel up this goddamn race of life. But we love to focus on the fucked up things because we love mess. But these children and these people now are changing the narrative. We ain't got time to be worrying about what you, what you want to see the negative of. How are they impacting our generations to come? If I say that we have to prepare for the next team, for the next 16 generations, and you see people doing that. And then down the block in the museum, they was having a Brazil, and they was partying and playing. They was doing copper weather and all that, and it was packed. 
Brooklyn now, Fort Greene is amazing. I'm like, yo, you couldn't even come down this area back in the day. But it's amazing. Yes, Jennifer and all of that. But it's amazing. I would love for my children to walk down the street that's safe. That, yeah, you can stop off to Starbucks. Because y'all know Starbucks is my shit. And sit down outside and really enjoy the, the artwork and the graffiti and all of that. That's being portrayed. But when we was all there, man, when I tell you it was stars and everybody just coming through. Just seeing it. And I was happy to be a part of it. I was happy to be there to witness it for myself. And to take pictures and see like, yo, I love this right now. A black man standing up and helping. So I was like, you know, I want to make sure I, I correct myself. Because I was like, yeah, he did schools. Oh, let me Google that. Because I never knew he did a school. No, no, no. So my son said, no, he didn't do a school. He helped a lot of schools by giving them funding and just, oh, well, they living off his name. Oh, because he's phony. Some things you don't need to show up for and argue about. And like I told you, these kids showed me a whole new different way. Like, for real, you can teach your old dog new tricks because I'm an old dog. But they showed me a different way. Why am I arguing over something that you already stuck in your ways? I, we have to learn to change the narrative. We're all healing. But if you still want to be stuck on the, the, the fake, the phony, the, the messiness, the negative, that's your right. That's your right. Maybe it's not time for you to open your eyes. Because see, once you open your eyes, that mirror is placed in front of you. You got to see you before you see anybody else. Before you see Jay-Z, before you see anybody. You got to see you. And a lot of people don't want to see them because what comes back is the image that they don't like. Trust and believe that. See, I had to look in my mirror and what I saw was messiness, low vibrational, liar, all that. Narcissist, troublemaker, ignorant. No, I saw all that. And I had to change it because... That wasn't what I wanted. And not only did I change myself, but I changed the people I choose to be around, the people that, the environment, all of that. And I understood, no, it's a complete sentence. Nah, I'm good. And I keep it moving. And I don't need to reach back and be like, oh, but nah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Nah. You could be a thousand and a hundred for somebody else. To me, I'm I'm not here for it. So go. Go with your life. And it's cool. But I love it that, yo, I enjoyed my time in Brooklyn. We was in Manhattan over on 14th Street. We met this brother, you know, because when you start talking, people will get, especially if the conversation is good. And we met this brother, and he was in there. We was all vibing and stuff and talking. And it was amazing. It was. It was amazing. The vibe was great. People were, you know, people were learning from each other. And that's the beauty of And then talking about politics and race and nothing was off topic. Where everyone had to, had their, their way of, of adding in. So, yeah. And trust and believe, my legs was tired, man. My body was being pushed like I've never pushed. And I still got up and made sure I was there to attend. Fully charged for whatever ceremony I had to help or be a part of. You know what I'm saying? But I knew that. Yo, I want to grab every opportunity. I don't want to sit here and die an unlived life. I didn't want to go somewhere and just sit in a room all day and not be interacting or go and be around some bullshit. No, educate and uplift my mind. And these kids taught me that. Yo, 
You don't need to be stagnant. Just because you're spiritual don't mean that, oh, I can't go. No. Edify. Feed your spirit. But feed your mind. Enjoy company of people that are positive. Be a part of your tribe. Don't just sit there and be all miserable and pointing out all the defects of everybody else. Well, when you point your finger, it's three more pointing at you. So how, you, how the fuck you fixing yourself? But we have people that's quick to point out. And I remember talking to the young kids, like, yo, how do you deal with that? And it was like, we don't even give that light. Like, we don't even pay attention to those people. Because half of them that's doing the talking, they're not doing the walking. They're not doing anything. They're not. When you look at, the, look at their lives, look what they're doing. The most you can do is feel sorry for those people. And as Shorty said, pray for them. Because they're not doing anything. They cashed out before they even got to the crap table. Most people, you'd be amazed where they just gave up on life and they haven't even lived yet. They just gave up. Yo, I'm that person. I keep telling people, man, you want to see me fold? You better catch me at the laundromat because I don't fold. I'm not folding. It's so much life to be lived. I had an 80-year-old client. Yo, she lived better than motherfuckers that's 15, 20, 30. Yo, she lived her fucking life. She go on vacation. She enjoyed herself. You got motherfuckers that's 30, 40 that just cashed out. And there's no reason. When people go, oh, my God, I'm overweight. Then stop eating that. Stop. Why are you eating pork chops and all that? Oh, I can't stop eating. So Then don't complain about not being healthy. I'm a vegetarian, right? And I really started even dealing, like, going deeper in it. I don't eat corn because corn is hard to process in your body. So I, I haven't ate corn in shit, 10 years. 10 years I haven't ate corn, right? I don't drink sodas. I stopped drinking processed juice. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it really gives you... Uh, like bad on, I drink fresh juice, like fresh things. I don't smoke and I don't drink, right? Okay. Now, I know healthy people that die. I know people that's horrible and they still die. It's your time, it's your time. It got nothing to do with what you put in your body and what you put on your body. Let's let's first say that. Um, Some things I, I appreciate with Dr. Sebi, some things I don't. Some things I appreciate from Morris that helped me. Some from Tabitha Brown. Like, I find things that fit me. And fit my my body structure, my blood type. You know what I'm saying? But you got to really know your body. And then you got to push yourself. And don't go be too far beyond the limit. Like, yo, know when to rest and know when to keep going. Right? So, I don't eat certain things. But I do know I carry with me. Because I don't care. I carry, you know, things that I eat. Like, I eat cauliflower, you know, puffs. So I snack on that. I love avocado with an onion, raw. You know what I'm saying? I drink chlorophyll water. You know, so I make sure I do the necessary things to take care of my body. Right? So when people come to me, oh, my God, you know, and because I've gained weight and now I'm slowly in the process of losing it, I also know that I sweat because I'm a big girl. That's why I promote body deodorant as well. Washing your ass and body deodorant. So if you know you're big breasted, your titties are hanging, and you don't want to wear a bra for whatever reason, it's going to sweat. Lumi is a good brand, and you put it on you. I'm not giving them a child. They ain't paying me, but I'm letting you know, right? Doing the, the, the bath, you know what I'm saying, of... Sitting there, the yoni steam, making sure you clean down there. 
really being mindful of your body, right? Eating right, drinking water, making sure you are taken care of. I don't smoke, right? I don't. Fucks your lungs up. But I don't diss nobody that do because I used to smoke. I'm not going to be all brand new guy. Oh, I got. But will I date someone that smoke? No, I won't. I'm not kissing the ashtray. That I don't do. So, you know. But you have people that will complain. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm not healthy. Oh, I don't eat right. Then change it. How you complain but don't make no changes? Nah, nah, it ain't going to work anyway. For real, I, I've heard that all for the four days. Like, yo, if you don't like it, change. Nah, it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. Nah, nah, nah. What's the use of me dieting and, and eating right? And nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna go back to eating this. Today. I know it's fatty food. I'm gonna eat it. Then don't complain. Stop complaining. Be happy. And I walk away. If you're not gonna make the changes of your life, then why complain? You, if you're still doing it, that means you love it. And don't hit me in it. Oh, you know, you have people that's addicted to food. Seriously? Are you serious? My mother and them ate hog milk, chitlins, collard greens, cornbread, raw onions. They, they ate all that. Greasy, heart attack, all that. And none of them are here. None of them. Not a one. And don't hit me with my grandmother's 900 years old and she ate all that. Yeah. But the one thing that y'all forget that those old people did, they walked. They worked. They walked. They were active. Y'all niggas eat a plate and go to sleep. Y'all won't. The only way y'all walk is to the refrigerator and back to the chair. Y'all know how to jump to conclusions. Y'all don't jump physically. Like here. See, those old people were taking the washroom and they walked miles down there. Oh, I got to go check on Miss Frida and them. They walked. They walked. Because first of all, they were too stubborn. They didn't want no fucking help from nobody. So I say, right, because I was laughing, I say our generation skipped over, right, and our children, we skipped over them. That's why they can have these surgeries for weight loss. But these new kids, they being like grandma and them, them niggas walk everywhere. I was like, yo, how y'all get down? They was like, yo, we walked. Nah, it's a cool walk. It's like a 10-minute, 20-minute walk. For me, that should have been three hours. Man, they will walk everywhere. Nah, they walk. See, we found our friends from, I said, this is growth. It's funny. We found our friends, whatever house had the most bikes, that's where everybody was. Now, it's, nah, I just pinged them. What? I pinged them. Just share your location. We'll find you. I was like, wow. And they do. And it's amazing, though, because whatever we did, they just added they spin and kind of revamped it a little bit. And they used it. They didn't ignore what we taught them. They didn't go against it. They just added their spin on it and made it fit them in this day and time. That's it. They listen. They got it. But what they're not going to do is explain it to you. You gave us the instructions. Let us fly. But no, we want to micromanage people. Let me see. And you, why you're doing it? This? Because they're comfortable with it. Did it get done? Is it done in a timely manner? Was it what you ordered? Yeah. Then Don't worry about the hows and the why. It got done. You got what you wanted. Keep going. That's it. We passed them the, the baton. And they run in the fucking race. The fact that Jay-Z is a rapper, but also a great businessman. And there's others. Rick Ross, Nas, all of them. 
I was laughing because as the person was sitting there going off. And then, you know, people are funny. Because we don't agree don't mean I hate you. So then they go, oh, you know, you can get mad. First of all, when you know your your when you know your worth, let me let me put this out here for y'all. When you know your worth and you know who you are and you live in your truth, whatever you say is how you say it. There's no emotion in it. I'm not gonna hate you. I'm not gonna dog you out. I'm not gonna get mad. That's some low vibrational shit. I don't got time for that. So you're voicing your opinion. That lets me know that whatever space you once occupy, they judged and criticized you. Not here. You should be able to voice your opinion and say how you feel without being reprimanded, hated, or counseled. Why? That's why people call me the Dave Chappelle of spirituality. Oh, she the Dave Chappelle of spirituality. But if you know what Dave Chappelle stands for, I need you to be able to say what you want without being ridiculed. It's your thought. It's your process. He even said one time in one of his speeches, I got racism friends, satanic friends. Like, I got them all. Some of this shit, you know, I be looking like, damn, nigga, that's how you feel? But, hey, that's how you feel. If I say you in a safe space, then why, once you say something, I want to go and bust you in the head? Don't make sense to me. If I'm fighting for your right to say and do what you feel without being reprimanded, the very person that's fighting for you, I'm going to go and beat you up for it. Make it make sense, Lord. For real. Seriously. So, as the person was sitting there, right, and I, I call it gaslighting and antagonizing. Like, oh, but you can get mad. I'm saying, you know, <laughs> that's how people is. Well, I'm not people. I'm E5B. I'm Donna. Like, real talk. Just because you voice your opinion doesn't make me want to get any kind of way. That's your thought pattern. But I'm going to stand on mine. He could have plagiarized 50 million songs. Jamaicans plagiarize American songs every day. No one cares. But how is he impacting people? How is he inspiring the youth? If he was so horrible, then nobody would be standing there making sure. But everybody got a win out of it. The kids got to get a library card. The library has now even grown. You have other libraries that's thinking about doing other artists and great philosophers and Come on. That's a new wave. Now we're getting kids to read. To read. To pick up a book. The smell of a book is amazing to me. But to pick up a book and read. I was watching an interview with Lil Duvall and T.I. And, and Lil Duvall said, man, I don't read. He said, I don't read. So T.I. asked him, what's the last book you read? He said, man, I don't read. He said, two books you read. T.I. started laughing. But he said, you know, I changed the game. I started reading. My father used to always say, yo, make sure you read. They'll never let the they'll never let the year go by without reading a good book. I have books all over. I have my my god sister man. Her book collection is phenomenal. Her son reads. Everyone reads. It builds up your vernacular. It broadens your mind. It makes you inquisitive to learn more. It has you wanting, hunger. But you'll know those. That don't want it. The way they speak, their actions, all of that. And then the the sad part is they're not scared of the book or the learning or changing the narrative. They're scared of themselves. Because see, when you know better, you do better. And you can't go back into that victim mentality because I'ma always say that. The victims get attention. But it's not the attention that you would want. 
attention of wow, all right, we're here. No, it's I feel sorry for you. Like, yeah, look at you. It's not good attention. But when you have someone that's not used to nothing and they're happy with the little crumbs that they get, don't feel bad for them. Pray for them. Pray that somebody comes along and helps them. Because that's the most you can do. Because no matter what, even if you try to talk to them, they're still going to see the negative in everything that's being said, shown, given to them. And they'll want you to work harder for them because they won't. They'll sit back. See, that's the problem with takers. They'll take everything. And here you're giving ass to give until you're depleted. And guess what? They'll go and take from somebody else. They don't give a fuck about you. They just, listen, when you start giving with your hand, people don't fall in love with your heart. They fall in love with your hand. Real talk. But I love it because these kids gave me another, they brought them the way things are. And you can learn new things. And I would say, you want to learn how to be a friend? Yo, follow some kids. Because they don't, they, they're not looking at color. They're not looking at what you do and how much money you got, how many people you know. They're not looking at that. I know people that got money longer than train smoke. And they are far from happy. I know people that ain't got a fucking dime. And man, they live their life like it is golden. So it doesn't matter how much money you got. That motherfucking grave is the same. One size fit all. Don't care what you did. Doesn't matter how many people like you. Doesn't matter how many people you know. Doesn't matter how many crowns, how many God kids you got. What'd that mean? How are you impacting people? How are you helping them? And don't sit and tell me, because you know, you have those people. I heard that over the last four days. Oh, well, I do for people. I do. What are you doing? If you want to make a plate and tell the world that you made a plate, are you really helping them? Or are you just doing it? I remember when they was doing the water in Puerto Rico. You know what I mean? People, take a picture with me, we're giving the water. Take a picture of me handing the water to the place. Look, I'm at the homeless place. I'm giving water. Are you still helping Puerto Rico? You still giving? No. See, some people do it for lights. They don't give a fuck. And so they can tell people, well, I helped them. Did you really? Because you told like 30 people. I didn't ask you in front of 30 people. That's why I'm always limited about accepting. There's this person, she used to always call me, you need to dash, you need this. Now, mind you, people get a short memory. I don't. Whoever she helped before, she was like, oh, my God, I gave them DoorDash. I did all that. No, baby, I don't need nothing. I'm good. I'm good. I could be up here with a, a loaf of bread and some water. I'm going to make it work. But what I don't need is for you to ever make a plate for me and then tell the world. And these kids are helping each other without running around bragging about it. These kids are, wherever you are missing, they're pouring into the part that you're missing. That I don't need to help all of you because all of you may not need to help. Maybe this one part, maybe you have problems in math. So here, we're going to help you with the math part. All the other stuff you got down pat. We're going to pour in where you're, where you're lacking. That's it. All the other stuff, I don't need to help. And see, and that's where adults get it fucked up. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be there for everything. Why? They don't need help with everything. They may need help just understanding how to financially keep their stuff together. They may need help on loving themselves so you can be their cheerleader. You don't need to be where their mama was born. That, that don't got nothing to do with you. Mind the business that paid you. And you wonder why people get mad because they don't want to help. You trying to help all of me. I don't need that. I need this part right here. How can you help me with this? But no, people want to micromanage it. Oh, if I help you with this one thing, now, I, now I'm uh, the owner of your life. I know you lying. I know you lying. This is why people are holding so much in. People, because they don't know how to let go or release it 
Because the same way, here it is we're having a discussion. You're against. It's okay. We can respectfully disagree. But once you get to the part of, oh, I know I'm making you mad. Why? Then the spaces you once occupied was not healthy. Don't clock me in with everybody. Don't kangaroo court me. Don't make it put me in with everybody that fucked you over. Because we all are not the same. But you have people already coming in equipped with, oh, I know they're going to diss me. No, that's you. You need the help. That's why therapy works. Because all they do. So we was talking about beads. I said, yeah. I said, nah, you know, I have a second set. And it was like, ha, ha, how many houses you been in? Two. But the funny part is really it was all under one house. So that's it. I didn't need to hop, hop, hop. For what? For what? And trust me, whatever I learned there was given to me in love. So that's okay. We don't have to rock no more. But I'm not going to forget the experience and the, the parts that where it was genuine love. So, yes. But you have people that will chuck all that out. Oh, fuck them all. You hurt. I get that. Take some time to heal. Because not everybody's out to get you. And then you don't have... And what I loved about these kids, man... Yo, they was phenomenal. Nobody put on ears, right? Adults, y'all got it so fucking backwards. Nobody put on ears. We showing up. I am Barbara's kid. That's who I'm showing up as. These kids showed up as they selves, their authentic self. He's like, yo, nah, I'm a Christian. Like, I'm, I'm telling you who I am. I'm owning who I am. And I'm not even in... I'm, I'm not even 17, 16... I'm 13, 14. I know who I am. You got adults that want to be over and beyond, right? Growing up, my mom's in them. Um, like, we, we, we went to people's houses. We had barbecues, pick out, picnics, all that. We, we did all that, right? So all these kids are grumped together. We become friends and family. Oh, that's my cousin, my cousin's cousin. We grew up. Now they've grown and they have kids where their kids have kids. I don't need to flash to say oh i know this one i know this one no but what's amazing is people always try to cloak you know cloud chase and be like oh i know there's a group called eight to one right down in them kids i love them i do i watched them grow up i remember when their moms was pregnant with them great love for them right i don't need to tell everybody that i know them for what right and then i laugh because can you tell me because people are quick to add on family. Oh, that's my family. So then tell me about them now. What are they doing now? Huh? What? What are they doing now? You know what I'm saying? If you know you're not in their lives and you're not actively there, they, what, what are you talking about? Condolences to their family because his cousin passed away. But they didn't say that because they didn't know. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I want to be better or be somebody that I'm not. The same way as adults get on Facebook and or social media and they become these people that they know they're not. They they not even equipped to even be that. They sit there and rent Airbnbs. They act like they're better than God. And when you see them in real life, you'd be like, you know, if you work hard and invest in yourselves and get a little therapy, you can be just who you're portraying. But then that requires work. But like I said, these kids are putting in the work. So I know when it's time for them to come, yeah, they're going to come against some challenges and obstacles. But guess what? They're giving them the tools now so when they get older, they know how to navigate through that shit. That's why I'm loving it. 
That's why I'm so proud of them. That's why I'm grateful that these next generations are going to be forces to be reckoned with. They understand the assignment. And shout out to the adults that are guiding them and that's mentoring them, that's becoming the role models. So we don't have to worry about the ones that still need healing. I'm not going to diss them, but they need healing. They, they, they cars are empty. They're rattling. They're making noise. They, they're driving around on an empty tank. And I pray that they get the healings that they need. But if y'all haven't, the exhibit is going to be up until October. Definitely take your kids and your family to go see. It's inspiring. He did some great work. But it's inspiring to see someone finally of our own color, from our own hood, to make something of themselves. That's the inspiring part. Kids and everybody, we associate what we see. And if he can do it, then I know so many others will do it too. Doesn't have to be the same way they did it. They, he, he gave y'all the map. Now you can navigate through the shit. 444 will always be my greatest album that I love from him. Because he gave you the blueprint of financial literacy. But if you take it as, oh, all he did was take from someone else. And all you want to do is see the negative. I pray for you. I pray to heal it. But I'm grateful that I got to see these young people, these children, where they are being mentored, inspired. They have their role models. And they understand they're human too. They're going to make mistakes. But it's how you bounce back. And they are changing the narrative because they're healing. And they know that they don't have to carry this burden alone. Be it if they have problems with their mom, their dad, friends, other people. They don't have to carry it alone. It's a tribe. It's a village. And they're teaching them that. And it's amazing. Shout out to them, man. When I tell you, it was a phenomenal four days. And I'm grateful to be a part of it. And I'm grateful that I was invited. And I'm grateful that I got to see it. Because if you watch social media, our children don't do anything. And, you know, to end it, we was driving around and um, going to um, Brooklyn. And they have the refugees and the people sleeping outside because they escaped from Haiti and Cuba and all these places. And they're sleeping outside in front of the state buildings and all these buildings and they're trying to find placements and all these abandoned buildings are all around and they refuse to fix them. But there was this one brother, Spanish dude, that's out there giving the kids and the men, as well as the women if they want haircuts. And I was so fucking, yo, I felt like, wow. Part of me was like, damn man, America. Because these people, you know, they see is the land of the free and they're escaping and they're coming here just to be treated horrible. Where y'all sleeping outside and it's raining and they're taking plastic bags and stuff and they're trying to get out the rain. And they can't go into different places to wash up because, you know, they have signs. They're not welcome there. And you have to be a patron in order to do anything. And these people don't even speak their language. They are coming over here and hope that they can run from whatever horrendous, torturous things that they're going over in their parts of the world. And they're hoping for a safe space and they don't have it. 
and they're leaving them outside and the first thing y'all may and everybody else say it ain't no room or they don't know where to send them well how about fixing up some of these fucking abandoned buildings and getting these contractors and paying them so they can have it adequate so these people can have some place decent to stay instead of sitting outside on the sidewalk these are children as well and i was like wow Shout out to Slutty V and opening up their new uh, restaurant in uh, Harlem. But I was there in the one in Brooklyn. Amazing. Amazing. It came from a long way from the truck to now she's in buildings. So, yeah, I, I was happy. I needed to see that to be inspired. And I needed the, 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 the negative part because you're always going to get people booing from the cheap seats. You're always going to get those people that's going to try to criticize you, to try to take you off your game, to try to make it seem like, you know, like what you're thinking or how you're feeling because you want to change your life for the better, that you're stupid. Don't allow those people to win. Look at them and feel sorry for them and pray for them because their gas tank is empty. So they don't want to fill up. So pray for them because you're trying to convince them certain arguments you don't even need to be a part of. Why? Why waste time? That's the only thing we can't duplicate or can't, you know, take advantage of. Time. So why waste it? The most you can do is pray for them. And as always, it's been a plum, pleasing pleasure. Catch me tonight on Facebook because I will be talking about this. Y'all stay good.